Hi everyone, welcome back to the Teacher Cast. We are back with another podcast. Myself and Haley survived week one together. Well we done, Haley. <laughs> yeah, I um, can't believe how good a reception it got online and just the lovely messages that we got. Yeah, do you know it was really nice because obviously I know how supportive people on Instagram are, mm-hmm. but at the same time, do you know what I mean? If things aren't good, they will go silent very quickly. So um, thank you all so much for the amazing support on the first episode, the kind of general episode. We were really, really happy with it. So that's why we're putting out this podcast so soon after the first one. Um, we will kind of stick to a weekly podcast because that's just more sustainable. But for the first week, we said we'd drop a second one just as a bit of a, a surprise and a thank you for the support on the first episode um but yeah um if you're listening on spotify or whatever platforms you're listening on please give us a like or a five-star review or whatever the equivalent is on the app and be sure to show us the support um if you like the podcast because it helps us to kind of keep going it's a nice little motivating factor to see other people enjoying what we do so if you do enjoy the podcast please rate it and please let us know through our dms or anything like that how you're finding the podcast or if there's anything you'd like discussed um at some stage during the podcast yeah like, so obviously i'm sorry no i think obviously like when i was doing the podcast i obviously i had a, a schedule that i tried to stick to but now that adam is the co-host on this with myself we're both co-hosts um i think it'll be I don't know. I, th- I just think it's easier to plan. Like trying to find a guest every week was a challenge in itself and making sure you meet other people's schedules so that you could be consistent on time. So the fact that now like we're creating the safe space where it's relaxed, um, I can't thank people enough because I feel like this will, you know, reassure people, help people, guide people and also just give people kind of like an outlet to relax or walk or commute or do what they do about their daily lives. Um, so yeah, like I, we're still trying to find our feet with what schedule is going to work but we recorded the last episode like a week before it came out so I think Adam isn't it fair like we want to we want to have it like that's current and not like a week out date if that makes sense yeah absolutely so like the first podcast that you all listened to by now came out on the 16th of January but we recorded it on the 9th yeah whereas we're recording today on the 16th and this is going to go out on the 18th so it's going to be pretty soon after but what the plan is going forward, I think, Katie, we kind of decided is we're going to record on a Monday mm-hmm. and then put it out on a Tuesday. So everything that we've said is still very relevant because it's that week, yeah. less than, honestly, 12 to 16 hours after we've recorded, it's going straight out. So this podcast, obviously, that you're listening to now is out on the 18th of January. And then from then on, we're going to be releasing the podcast. It's for now anyway, every Tuesday at 6 a.m. If that's, I think that's what we kind of decided on, Haley, wasn't it? Yeah, and I think like if, there was a, a, a better day or a time that suited you like some people might get up at 5 a.m like if they've got children like I don't know people's arrangements like that's no problem at all um but yeah I mean the structure of the podcast like we're hoping to just do like our little teacher check-in um and then like catch up on whatever is going on in you know our, some of our personal lives but like kind of going on in school and like what we've been up to and then we're going to talk about a topic but not not so not so like heavily like not so that it's like freaking people out and being like I need to you know <laughs> I need to change everything that I'm doing like that's not what we're trying to do at all Um, we're trying to create like a safe space somewhere where you know we can you know bounce ideas off each other Um, you know because like this is my first year out like I'm literally figuring out as I go like I brought home everything there today Adam from school like all the sheets and 
different things. I'm after buying 10 folders, Arch Libre folders on Amazon. Like I'm like trying to find a filing system that suits me. So yeah, like that's why I want to have that check-in time, um, you know, and then like obviously if there's a, you know, a system that's working in place that I might find really beneficial, Adam might find something very beneficial for something else. So we'll have our topic of the week and then we'll have our resource of the week, um, which I'm really, that's like probably the most exciting part because I'm like a resource, like little... I don't know what's the word somebody that collects resources I just a hoarder a little bit yeah I'm a resource hoarder a little bit but um yeah and like I think that's a whole other thing that people we need to talk we need to like dive into at some point uh in time like you know trying to be more sustainable with your resources but I do like a good resource and like that a lot of topics I'm teaching are for the first time so I'm loving my little life there like oh I like that idea and I like that idea which is nice um, and then we'll have a few questions that we get and then we'll just kind of sign off and even from there like we're we're hoping that the podcast isn't too long yeah absolutely we kind of want to make it suitable for a commute and I know everyone's commute is different like mm-hmm. I listened to the first podcast and because my commute is relatively short I still had some of the podcasts to listen to even when I got home from school yeah um but you know like the first podcast come it came out at 37 minutes and realistically that's going to be the max that the podcast really will be we're kind of planning to keep it to the 30 35 mm-hmm. minute range because I think that just kind of suits people's hectic lives you know you don't want to be listening to us ramble on for an hour and a half yeah. about nothing really you know mm-hmm. but I suppose Haley, like it's been a week since we last recorded um so I suppose we check in how has your week been both in school and um scouring the pubs of Dublin <laughs> once again I'm sure so, <laughs> yeah. so how's your how's your week been my first week back to school was exhausting I'm not gonna lie trying to get back into that routine um by the end of the week one of the nights I think it was Thursday night I went to bed at like nine o'clock and that was the first time I've ever done that in this whole like academic school year and I woke up on the Friday bouncing off the walls I was buzzing I was like you know what? I'm gonna go treat myself to a coffee on my way to school like who am I going to get a coffee on the way to school like that just reminds me of the time when I lived in Canada and I had all that time you know coming off the subway and all whereas now it's the chief from like the house to school but yeah went and treated myself it was really nice um in school we finished off looking at 2D and 3D shapes. Uh, we've also started narrative writing. Um, PE for us has kind of started back in school because my students were swimming actually there before Christmas for six weeks. So that's been exciting. Um, and then, yeah, actually I went to the dentist there on Friday after school and I was just telling her like, you know, I um, I got my, I, I was teaching my students all about teeth and, you know, we we're talking about ways to care for our teeth. We were labeling teeth and all. And she was like, oh, yeah, we used to have like little, um, you know, uh, like little kind of leaflets for children, but they didn't have any. And I was like, oh, OK. And then they were like, yeah, but we have this little booklet thing. It was like a, a booklet with like, you know, those crayons that you get when you used to go to restaurants as a child and they give you like a little, <sighs> like a little pack. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, they were like, that's all That's all we have at the moment. We used to have the leaflets or whatever. And then I went down to the receptionist. She was so nice. And I was telling her as well. I was like, oh, you, you wouldn't have any of the leaflets there handy. And she goes, no, but you know what I do have? And she goes into the side room. And she goes, I, I, I have something teeth. I didn't know exactly what she said. And she came out with this like set 
I don't know, Adam, if you saw my stories. I did. I saw your story. I was actually weak. Yeah. Only you, Bailey, would come out of the dentist with some teaching resources. It was literally a full set of teeth. And she was like, sorry, I don't have a bag to put it in. I was like, no problem. Like, there I am walking out the surgery thing with this set of teeth. Um, But yeah, no, I I was laughing my head off when like, and then there was people like looking and all. And then I was like, I just have to jump on stories here quickly and shout it. Like, it was just hilarious. Um, And then when I got home, actually, with the teeth, my mom was like, like Haley, like I thought that was a birth. Like I, she thought that was a cake. Like I was like, no, ma'am, that's like a full on set of teeth. Um, and she was like, you better bring those into school. Like they're really weird looking, you know. Um, <laughs> but yeah. And then at the weekend, I went out. Um, I actually went to Barua, uh, the porn star martini place that I was telling you about. <laughs> yeah, and they're just as good as, as I imagined. But I didn't use the. It's I don't think it's champagne. It's prosecco. I didn't Perfect, use that I as think, my yeah. I didn't use that as my palate cleanser. I poured it in because that's what Gemma <laughs> told me to do. So yeah, um, yeah. Enough people got on to me about that. I was like, I was. I think that was the only that seemed to be the one thing that people took away from last week's yeah. or the previous podcast was mm-hmm. um, about me and my obsession with porn star martinis. Yeah, I know. Like they're just they're so bitter, so sweet, and they're just delicious. But yeah, really enjoyed that. Actually, a girl came up to me in Baru and she was like. <laughs> She told me she follows my page and she said she used to have a teaching page, but she, she wasn't really on it much. Like a lot of people do make teaching Instagram pages, but they use it to separate the teaching world from their own yeah. personal lives. And she was the nicest girl ever. Like I was like, oh, my God, I was nearly like spend the night with us, sit down and let's talk. <laughs> like, you know, she was just so lovely. Um, but yeah, that was basically my weekend. Went for a nice walk out in Clontarf as well on the Bull Wall. Adam, have you ever been there? No, I don't think I have. Oh, it's fabulous. Like, it's just, like, it's proper windy because you have the wind coming from both sides. But, yeah, it's it's really nice. You need to go there. Absolutely. What about yeah, you? Absolutely. What did you get up to? Um, it's a busy enough week now in the last week. Like, since we recorded the the last podcast, we've, like, been continuing to pack again. Like, we were discussing last mm. time. Um, We're in the process of moving. The day this podcast comes out, um, we're starting to move. Like we're starting, it would be the first day of like us in school without the kids yeah. uh, moving into the new school, which is really exciting. Um, I suppose in terms of like academics, we've been, we started handwriting oh. uh, last week. So what exciting. we do with like literacy is we do, in September we learn about uh, phonological awareness, so a lot of rhyming and stuff like that. And then mm-hmm. we get into the Jolly Phonics and we do all the sounds like orally and like blending and things like that. And then we get into the handwriting yeah. because it's just, it works better because we teach the junior infants cursive writing straight away. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. We go straight in with the cursive writing, which obviously makes things more difficult. Um, But it is what it is. They get, they, they've started really well. They've really taken to it. Like the fact that they understand the sounds has made it a lot easier. I think, um, which has been good. It's been testing, but like, you know, you get there and the kid, my kids are fab. I'm weak for them. Like, so they've been really good. Um, I suppose outside school then I submitted three assignments for my master's three? last week. Uh, oh yeah. So goodness. like my semester one assignments, three out of the four of them were due last week. The other one was due uh, prior to Christmas. Well um, and I also submitted my ethics form um, because I have to get ethical approval, obviously, before I conduct my research for mm-hmm. my thesis. So um, I'm sure that's something we'll discuss closer to the the end of it as well about what I'm researching and stuff like that. Yeah. So that was good. 
And then the weekend on Saturday, I went up to Limerick. I went to see the Munster Northampton rugby match with my dad and my brother. We got my dad tickets for Christmas. So Aww, that's nice. went up. Yeah, it was lovely. It was a really good game, in fairness. It finished 27-23 to Munster, but Munster were 24 nil up. And would you and be then, would you have a big interest in rugby or would that be just I like life? rugby. Do you know I find like soccer would be my main sport, but like with soccer obviously you have plenty of games that are boring. Whereas with rugby, it never usually is boring. So I do like watching it. Mm-hmm. It it was more of a thing of it was a Christmas present to my dad. So nice. like we go with him. Spend quality so time. We'll be going to Thoman the whole time or whatever. But it was you know, it was really good. It was a nice day out to because like my brother and my dad obviously live in well not obviously to some people, but they live in Tralee, which is where I'm from originally. Yeah. Um and obviously I'm living in Cork so it was nice to meet up with them because I'm not home very often so it was nice to meet up with them and then yesterday um I went to the cinema and I went to see Matilda the musical oh I really want to see that it's amazing it was such a good movie in fairness like I wouldn't be the most versed person in musicals but in the school I was in last year they did Matilda the musical and I was just weak for that so then when they brought out the movie I was like I have to see it so I went to see that in Mahon Point uh, in the Omniplex there so that was really really nice and it was a nice little end to the week it was a really hectic weekend usually it's quite uh, quiet for me but uh, it's a busy weekend, but no, all in all, quite a good week, um, busy week, but uh, yeah, lots going on and lots still going on. You mentioned handwriting there, Adam. Um, have you taught infants handwriting before? Um, no, not really. Like I've taught senior infants before, but at that, it was like term three when I was teaching them because I was right. their SCT and then I jumped in as their mainstream teacher when the teacher went on maternity leave. So I was kind of just continuing on their the teacher's work so yeah. for me to be like teaching it myself for the first time is quite interesting yeah uh, but I'm lucky that like in the school I'm in there are three junior infant classes so mm-hmm. I have two other teachers that I can bounce off of yeah um which is really helpful and we all kind of mirror each other with what we're teaching like we plan together and we plan collaboratively yeah nice. so I'm really lucky that there's a lot of resources there for us like our handwriting book is self-created so like w- the school have made their own handwriting book nice because using a lot of stuff from Twinkle and things, but they have, um, because it's so hard to find a cursive Cursive, handwriting book um, for learning handwriting for the first time, um, the school kind of made their own book, which has been really useful because obviously then the book caters to the needs of the kids that we have, uh, which obviously makes it very handy. Yeah, like when I was on this time, well, this time February last year, I was... um, with junior infants, as you know, on advanced school placement. And I did an awful lot of handwriting with them um, purely because it was the time of year for handwriting. Because like you said, like it's a lot of phonological awareness and oral language at the start of the year. But I remember I was inspected, I think, on one of the handwriting things. Um, and yeah, it went well. Like I did like rainbow lettering with crayons. I did... Um, I had sand and rice um, and then I also had like using Play-Doh and stretching the Play-Doh out and there's a lovely video as well I think on YouTube I can link it if I can find it it's like um, where you, you make like your mouth like a little monster and the way you pick up oh, the pen yeah. I don't know if you've seen that it's really good um, and there's nice videos as well like if anyone is going out on placement or is teaching infants for the first time um, where you warm up your hands going up and down the table Oh, very good. Yeah, which is really good. Um, another thing that my um my my teachers, my cooperating teachers recommended was shaving foam. <laughs> now it's messy. Shaving foam on the table. Um, 
And yeah, so that's some tips for you, Adam. Yeah, the multi-sensory approach really mm. is where it's at. Like we do, obviously we do our handwriting lessons, but we do a lot of fine motor activities with the kids yeah. as well. It's um, full on. So like pre-writing and then writing. So we do a lot of work with Play-Doh. Shaving foam is something I haven't used, but it's something I look into. Mm-hmm. We'd use sand, we'd use rice. We'd use like coloring and stuff like that. We'd use chalkboards, we'd use whiteboards. Like we, we do stations with the kids, but they're quite, the kids luckily are quite self-sufficient so they can like maneuver the stations quite well and like clean up after themselves. But yeah, I think adopting like a multi-sensory approach is really handy for things like this that could easily just turn into a monotonous activity of writing a whole page of A's or whatever. Yeah, um, we could do it in know, stations. Kind of, yeah, and they can see it in context, you know, in different contexts, which is very important too. Yeah, absolutely. So classroom management wise then, Adam, like it's such a big topic, isn't it? Like I don't really know where to begin with it. Um. Yeah, like, you know, obviously the two of us having two very different classes, you know, you have fourth class, um in and a I have junior I'm in infants. A, I'm in a dash and... school. Are you in a dash school? No. Okay. But I'm in another... an educate together school, right? But it's not um uh, it's not a dash school. Now saying that at the moment my class is only fourteen kids, so obviously right. that does that would those kind of numbers would be more likely in a dash school, but my school isn't dash. Um it's just the way the numbers worked out this year. Just got lucky with a smaller class. Um but that's obviously something that works in my favour, the fact that like junior infants, most of them aim to please, which does make classroom management a little bit easier. And obviously yeah. having a smaller number of kids naturally makes it easier to um, to kind of keep control of them or whatever. But like what I found with the juniors this year is just teaching and teaching and teaching and teaching routines and rules and things like that over and over and over again. Like repetition is your best friend, I feel, yeah. when it comes to classroom management. Like if the kids understand the rules, understand like the consequences that yeah. come with the rules, they're more likely to follow them. Mm-hmm. To know it's kind of, it's it's basic, but if you just hammer it in, they will eventually understand and they will associate, oh, okay, I follow this rule. This is the positive reinforcement I get from following the rule. Yeah. If I break the rule, this is the the consequence or the, the sanction or whatever the terminology you use in your school um, with regards to um, behavior that way. But yeah. um, like I think, uh, you know, there's 101 different like methodologies you could use for classroom management. But I think like the pre, like the actual teaching is more important than like necessarily like what charts and things you have. Absolutely. Like I found that like building relationships <laughs> with the kids is so, so important yeah. for, um, you know, just earning like as much as it's all like people kind of think sometimes, oh, it's about like the students respecting the teacher. And like, yeah, obviously there needs to be that respect there, but there needs to be like a mutual respect totally. um, for that kind of relationship to work. You know, if if you can earn the respect of the students and mm-hmm. if the students can earn the respect of you, then there's a good chance that there's a good working relationship there and they're more likely to work for you. So if things do get tough, if there's tough topics, they'll be work they'll be more likely to persevere with you because they they know you and they appreciate the effort that you're going to, you know, even in junior infants, I genuinely see that like the kids that um, you know, I obviously try to build relationships with all of them and you can see the ones that are like really buying into what I have to say because they know me and they have that relationship with me even at that young age. Yeah, like I have to completely agree with you there. Like just um, 
like I do think the number one thing is relationship building getting to know your students I think everything you said there is bang on in terms of like I don't know like your transitions and stuff Adam like what 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 do you use in infants because I think I don't think I would be the four class teacher I am had I not have gone and done um my, a placement for such a long time in infants I think if you have management with infants like who are four or five year olds I think I think you can kind of conquer the world like it's a it's a it's a it's such a unique skill set I think yeah absolutely like I think with transitions like it can obviously be tricky to for those kids it can be tricky in some way and easier in other ways because like the kids at that age don't really see like subject areas you know they kind of see just the school day hence why like people kind of talk about the importance of thematic planning and stuff because mm-hmm. kids kind of more see the themes that we're doing rather than remembering what the subjects are called yeah. and if they do remember it it's just because they've seen the pictures on the visual schedule yeah which is usually quite handy for kids during the day that's something i find really helps yeah. is having the schedule on the wall and like there are words beside the pictures of what it is but for the most part the kids are associating the picture the pictures to the to what's going on and our routine kind of stays the same throughout the day which is very important yeah but, like, a, an inspector actually said that to me she was like make sure like you're referring to um your your timetable if you're transitioning to the next subject okay so we've done you know english now now we're moving on to maths like real like you know like who can tell me what the next subject is so that they are actually using the schedule yeah absolutely i think like when children are more comfortable in the setting Mm -hmm. and when they have that level of predictability of what's going on so there's less chance naturally of behavioral difficulties arising because the kids are more settled and more calm and just at ease with themselves in the environment that they're in, you know? Like it's not to say that everything needs to be the exact same every day, but if there are changes that that's kind of reflected in the visual schedule or mm-hmm. something like that, you know? And um, and your classroom rules, like are they the same for with the other like the whole school or is that just like your class that made up the rules or yeah um like when i taught second class last year um the kids kind of like obviously i liaised with them but they created a class contract on a big huge sheet of paper and they signed it and everything but this year obviously was a little bit different with junior infants so Mm -hmm. like in the school like in the school it's not necessarily that we have to adopt them but it's just as easy to adopt them we have our five golden rules so we have what is it it's Hand still, ears listening, eyes watching. I can't remember the sequence, of course. Um, <laughs> legs still. <laughs> legs still is the fourth one. That obviously depends on if we're standing in a line or sitting in circle time or whatever. And mouths quiet. So it's not like shut your mouth because that's obviously a bit extreme. Yeah. But it's just mouths quiet. And like when I'm standing in the line, when I'm collecting the kids from the yard, I'll say mouths and they'll re- respond quiet and then oh, kind yeah, of put their that. finger to the mouth, you know? So then I'm getting their attention through that as mm-hmm. well. I always do that with them before we line up to go outside or before we're lining up to come inside. And um I suppose it just allows me to get their attention and they know the rules because they're saying it every day. It's not me saying it every day. The kids are the ones saying the rules most of the time. So like those five golden rules, it's simple. It's nothing too complicated. And the kids can understand them because they have mouths, they have ears, they have eyes, they have legs, they have hands. They know, do you know what I mean? They can apply it so easily. Yeah, it's gas because like my school is so different. I'm I'm in a dash one school. So I... I'm not gonna be very very specific because I don't want to identify my school, but it mm-hmm. um, let's just say every 
every classroom and every class level have the same seven school rules and you know there's rewards there's also consequences um you know if i turn to any of my students and ask them what's rule number five they'd be able to tell you it's do your best and allow others to do the same so it just means that there's consistency through the whole school and i've genuinely genuinely adam never seen a school run so tightly on behavior in my whole life and it's not that it's really strict it's not that at all it's just that everyone's on the same page so everyone's you know respecting each other at the you know and this not the same level because obviously yeah you know respect is it's such a big area but just everyone is following the same set of rules and there's nobody on you know a different behavior plan than another you know it's everyone's the same everyone's treated the same which i which i really like and you know i remember at the start of the year i remember i was handed you know this big book all about you know behavior and I was like wow like this looks so complicated it looks so overwhelming but now that I've actually been practicing with it I'm actually like I don't know how I would teach without it which is which is crazy but um classroom management like yeah like it's so broad like transitions in four class aren't as like oh my god as junior infants if you know what I mean like I would use a lot of um you know poems or uh, rants I call them chants and rants um like for example if I'm asking them to to get into a line they know like a little rhyme standing in line is easy to do when you look after only you I uh, hands on shoulders feet face for feet face forward and don't forget to smile too so like they would all say that and then they all have their hands on their shoulders of the person in front of them and then they're all standing in the line so like they kind of know what's expected of them like but they're they're saying something as they're doing it or um, there's another one that I love is my hands are hanging by my side I'm standing straight and tall my eyes are looking straight ahead I'm ready for the hall so we use that one for PE which is nice oh that's very good it's yeah. nice though I feel like using music and songs is a great way to kind of engage the kids oh yeah because rules rules can just sound boring naturally mm-hmm. Um, so kind of having that like call and response element to it or like a song or a yeah. chant and rant as you say you yeah. know it's nice to have something like that Um absolutely like for me like I do a good few call and responses because it just is a good way of getting their attention and like it's I use the simple ones to be honest like one two three eyes on me and then the kids respond one two eyes on you and they'll show me sticky eyes so they'll put their pointer fingers under their eyes which is kind of showing me sticky eyes on the teacher and then sometimes I'll move around the room to see if their sticky eyes will kind of follow me around the room you know and then Another one I do is hands on top and then that means, means stop. we stop. So to yeah, know and I then use they that. put their hands on their head. It's a handy one. Um I don't I don't do too many with them because um because I don't want to bombard them either. Yeah. One I'm trying to teach them at the moment, and it's not so much a call and response, more so me just trying to just have a laugh to be honest is like those who know me know I'm a huge fan of RuPaul's Drag Race yeah, yeah. so any chance I can to like implement Drag Race stuff into my classroom I will <laughs> obviously there's not a huge crossover between junior infants and RuPaul's Drag Race believe it or not <laughs> but there's nice inspiration there which is good yeah so like one like we're obviously reading as much as we can like in juniors to a point we're still kind of very early days with the reading like the kids go home with a reader most nights yeah same with us um yeah so if we're doing any reading in class um like those who watch drag race will understand this but basically what they do every season on drag race is they do what's called a reading challenge yeah and 
the reading challenge is all about um like they basically have to like tear each other apart but like with playful jokes to the other queens mm-hmm. so and um, but what they say at the beginning of the reading challenge uh, is rupaul will always say reading is what and then the queens will respond fundamental it's based off of this like american literacy thing from the 80s but they kind of reclaimed it for drag race so i try to implement that in the classroom with mixed success so far so i'll be like okay it's time to do our reading and you know it's really important that we don't you know, focus on our reading because reading is what <laughs> and then the kids some of them have got it some of them haven't clear what's going on because obviously fundamental is quite a big word for four years yeah 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 but uh, anywhere i can implement drag race into my teaching consider it done oh my god imagine them like when they're older and they're watching like you know they're exposed to that sort of media and they're like <laughs> they'll be like did, wait a minute that's where that came from do that with us that's so weird <laughs> oh it's so funny but i mean like class manager is such a minefield like i mean we could talk about it for donkeys to be honest but um i think um i think you know like a big thing about class management is obviously having the right resources at your disposal you know to yeah. to implement that so like Haley, is there any resources that have worked well for you this week classroom management wise or not um anything that's kind of worked well for you recently so I'm actually going to talk about a resource that I've not used, but I'm using it tomorrow and I'm so excited. So oh, when good. I was looking up um, Chinese art, like I, my go-to is always Pinterest. Like I love Pinterest. I do have a little search on Teachers Pay Teachers, but I was on Pinterest and I came across um like this China vase art that's inspired by a willow pattern. So I actually found a lovely willow pattern um powerpoint about the willow pattern on twinkle so i'm going to use that as my stimulus and then we're going to talk about um you know the chi- like describing the the pattern and then there's a lovely like roll and draw you know those ones with the dice and you roll and oh, whatever yes, one yes, it lands yes. on. yeah so i'm excited to do that hopefully i will get it on my walls asap um so yeah keep your eyes peeled on my instagram for that i can't wait to share that and i know i've had loads of people ask me about thematic planning and we can do you know um you know specific uh episodes where we focus on a theme which i think would be yeah. cool from a junior end perspective and a senior end perspective like obviously adam and i have not taught every age group in terms of like a full academic year but we have some ideas that might um you know give some inspiration but yeah i'm looking all about i'm looking all at china at the moment and i'm really enjoying it because i my I, my whole plan is that we'll have our classroom chinified is that the right word like full of chinese inspired you know work and i'm really trying to integrate it across it's really difficult as a class teacher but look i'm trying my best i'm doing dread at the same time so you know it's going all right what about you adam um like i kind of said last week a lot of my resources are in boxes i mean oh yeah yeah i can't wait for that to not be a thing anymore but a resource that i found really useful <laughs> throughout the year to be honest has been the use of seesaw so like most yeah. people would be aware of what seesaw is it's kind of a portfolio app yeah I where love it. you know depending what school you're in some schools allow the kids to upload stuff and the teachers in the school i'm in at the moment like it's still kind of in a piloting phase it's only been a year or so i think of the music seesaw i'm not 100 sure though yeah. um so at the moment only i can upload to the seesaw rather than the kids as well yeah so i love seesaw My it's been a really nice way to I suppose connect with the parents and you know show them what's going on in school because like yeah. the kids go home probably with half a story more than likely yeah, yeah. about what was going on in school or forgetting stuff 
and you know being able to take pictures and show the parents in like a secure environment like seesaw you know it's not like putting it on the school website where like some parents might be concerned about like you know the internet and things like that Mm -hmm. but at least with seesaw it's very secure and it's only the parents of the kids that are seeing those particular pictures and if it's a picture of just one child you can upload it for just that one child and things like that so i find it a really good communication tool for just kind of giving the parents a kind of an outlook on what's going on in school because like because I teach in an educate together school, like parental involvement is a huge, huge part yeah. of our um of you our teaching. Like we have parents in all the time for Aster and for like Science Week and things like that. We had lots of parents in for Educate Together Week to read stories to yeah. the kids and things like that. So I think Seesaw is a great way to kind of involve the parents that way. So um while like I say, while all my resources are in boxes, Seesaw can keep going because at least it's digital. Yeah, I I like using Seesaw myself. I um I was using it at the start of the year when I didn't have to pay for it. And now, like, I can't even buy an individual subscription. Like, it has to be a whole school thing. So I'm going to look into that a little bit more. Um, Adam, I have a question here that I got during the week. And I know I sent over a few screenshots to you um, just as I saw them. And I thought that's great to talk about on the podcast. Um, so I've got yeah. one. Hi, Hayley, how are you? Hoping to pick your brains for an idea as I'm totally out. We have an inspection in Irish next Tuesday. I'll be doing cough, I'm sure. Is there any lesson you can think of that would be fun to do with a class based on this? Uh, sorry, with a class based on this, please. Very stressed here and all out of, uh, all out of fun ideas. I have fourth class. The first thing, sorry, I know I'm, I'm proposing this to both of us, but the first thing I say there is fun ideas. Like I find that there's this big kind of thing about having to always reinvent the wheel. And Adam's there nodding. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think, yes, placement... Like placement, I think we all need to be aware that placement is a very heightened version of teaching. And, you know, it is not, it's not reality for the most part. Like, obviously you want to make teaching fun. That's a given. But having sparkly, beautiful resources and ridiculous PowerPoints and, you know, those kind of things are not sustainable throughout an entire school year. So, like, don't feel like that's all you can do. But, like, from my end anyway, Cov, I'm sure it's actually a really nice thing because it's a great way to relate it to your class. So I think if you did like a, before you plan it out, kind of figure out what the hobbies of the kids actually are, yeah. you know, and then kind of apply that to um the class you have. So at least like, obviously Hayley, you have four, so you know their capabilities a bit more than I do. Yeah. But, you know, you could do a lot of things with their hobbies and it's quite easy to link hobbies to other subject areas. You know, you could do a lot of stuff on data and maths um, regarding like whose favorite hobbies and what's the most popular hobby outside school. And is it sporting based? Is it music based? Whatever the, the case may be. Um, but I think within Irish itself, there's a lot to be done about talking about the different hobbies, you know, reading small comprehensions on it. Um you could even do creative ideas like creating a new hobby or like you could focus in on adjectives in Irish and say, this child is X, Y, and Z. Let's pick an ideal hobby for them. Do you know, you could like create a little scenario for them and then you're linking in adjectives in Irish as well, which is obviously important um, as well. Yeah. I think so too. Also, Daryl Grady is classic for Cobb, I'm sure, as a warm up. Yeah. Also, see if you can find like a nice rhyme that you can do with them so that you can use that as your warm up or your transition into the subject. And um, that's what I recommend. Keep it simple, matching games. Like, I love, like, I love playing the same games, 
but change it to my theme like Clicky Kim um, I love Clicky Clore like a board game I love Wordwall I don't know how many times I've said it but <laughs> I love Wordwall I would actually be lost about Wordwall I was using Wordwall today we're on to list three of our I'm sure I'm sure Katja verbs and they were all buzzing today I've never seen them so excited to learn verbs in my whole life I was like this is what I've lived for <laughs> that's amazing um so Haley, I suppose like we we could talk all day but I suppose will we will we'll stop there for this evening but um thanks everyone so far that has been interacting with the podcast and that's why we've brought you this second one this week just as a, a gratitude I suppose from us because we do appreciate when people appreciate what we're putting into this you know yeah. because it's for listeners you know we obviously enjoy doing it but it's something that obviously we want people to enjoy as well yeah. and we want people to not even necessarily take anything away from the podcast but just come away from it being like okay feeling they're not I feel a bit better now. about my teaching yeah. because because Adam and Haley are talking about how much up the swanny they are as well. <laughs> you know, if nothing else, take away from it that teachers are actually real people. And even like the Instagram teachers yeah. aren't exactly as well, curated yeah. as you might see um, on Instagram. Yeah, absolutely. So if you want to follow myself, if you come from other platforms, um, my name is Haley, but I'm known as the teacher student on Instagram. And Adam is Mr. Underscore Moontor underscore also on Instagram. Yes. So if you want to check them, check him out and myself out, we would appreciate a follow. We'd love for you to follow the Instagram page as well. And also to give the podcast a follow on the platform you're listening on and rate it as well. So thanks so much for listening and we'll see you in our next episode. Slaan, everyone. Slaan. Bye.